0: Spotify sees it and they're like, yo, this this video, this guy has done 102 episodes of we want to sponsor this podcast. I've seen it happen time and time and time and time again.
1: Hello, my name is Aaron Wexler and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Within the Game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so you can stay inspired, have more fun and ultimately find fulfillment. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider liking, subscribing, and commenting. It really does help today's a crazy full circle moment. <laughs> what's up ollie? I, uh, I I welcome producer of the show and editor of
0: the show, Ollie Thorpe, to the podcast. What's up, Ollie? Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go. Thanks for having me on. it's uh it's a pleasure to to see what you've built um and to see kind of your your goals and your your aspirations that have come to life since we first met is uh is amazing so yeah thanks for coming on uh, thanks for having me on and it's always it's always good to to come in and have a little chat so let's get to it man dude talk about a full
1: circle moment and for the audience man like i met ali on youtube through youtube and i reached out to him he was talking about uh this content loop, which we're gonna get into today but he is the he is the brains, the back, the background brains of this show. He's all the shows that uh, everyone have seen or have listened to. You know, Ali's been there editing and producing and and just um, kind of coaching me through the whole process. So super stoked to have you on today, Ali. Um, you're a personal trainer turned content media marketing machine founder of daf global based out of the uk a youtube video creator and producer slash editor of this show right here within the game podcast your ig is at ollie thorpe let's get right into it man and you know you've heard this question as an editor right now you get to be a guest so now you get to answer the question what does inspired living mean to you
0: bro Yeah, it's a great question and I do love, you know, hearing other people's responses to that. Inspired Living for me is really just having a purpose, you know. Um, I've worked in industries that you would look at as like you can make a lot of money from, um, but I just didn't enjoy it. Like, I I think that's the main thing for me is just waking up and and working with people that I want to work with, working on projects I want to work with, and just ultimately like not not chasing your towel i think is the is the thing spending time with family t- spending time with friends working with people like i said you want to work with um not just doing it because you need that paycheck doing it more from a fulfillment side of things um, and we've had the conversation many a times of like you know what are you what are you actually trying to achieve with this podcast and you know is it just a revenue machine or have you got a bigger purpose and I think that's always the the main thing for me so working with people on like a, a coaching level and being able to help them achieve something greater that that's kind of what I'm about
1: yes man let's go you know, it's so cool to hear you answer that question after all these years, right? We're pushing three years now of the show. And, and you know, you've heard everyone's answer to that question. And it's just super cool to hear yours. And, you know, that's why I love working with you, man. Like, you know, you, you, uh, you tend to like gravitate towards, you know, inspiration, motivation. And I think you I think ultimately, that's what Why I think, in my personal opinion, that's why you wanted to work with me on this project because you heard that and you were like, "Oh man, that's a cool topic," and that's something that we can grow together, right?
0: Hundred percent, you know. And like, like we've we've kind of had conversations in the background of you know, it's really about building something long term. Could could you go ahead and you know put together something and sell it for you know ridiculous price and pretty get ten people to sign up and then have eight people saying what the fuck did I just just pay for or (laughs) uh, you know or could you build build a brand that in 10 years time from now you're looking at thinking like wow like look what we've managed to achieve yeah Uh, so I think that that's the biggest factor for me as well like going back to you know the working scenarios of working with people that you that you want to work with and you don't want to work with um I think those decisions can be detrimental to you like if you're working with someone you don't want to work with you're not going to create the best work right if you're working with someone that you enjoy working with then that's going to bring out the best in you as well right yeah
1: absolutely and you know for the audience too like Ollie's been there literally from day one like uh you know I I was working on this book the you know the inspired athlete which is now out and the audio book is coming out I think next week, which is exciting. So by the Thanks. time this, oh yeah, by the time this um episode is published, that audiobook will be out. So everyone listening, go check out the audiobook version of The Inspired Athlete. But Ollie was right there, you know, kind of helping me shape this idea of like, okay, I have this this message inside me. I want to, I'm writing a book, and then the pandemic hit, right? And that's when I reached out to you. It was like right in the in the pandemic. Um and uh i was like yo i want to i want to throw a podcast together i don't really know how to do that um (laughs) but here i am you know and so that's how we connected and and we just been we've been riding ever since man so it's been a it's been a quite a journey it's it's been a lot of fun for me and a huge learning curve and just experience of learning this whole game that's what we're talking about today the game of podcasting the game of youtube Mm -hmm. so before we get into that what Uh, the reason why we connected was this idea of the content loop. I went on YouTube and I found you somehow. I I was trying to remember before we started this, I was like, what keyword did I type in? What phrase did I type into YouTube? Maybe you can help me. I I can't remember what it was, but I found you on a channel talking about the content loop. And -hmm. that was a light bulb moment for me. And it changed my life, to be honest. So I was hoping for the audience, you could kind of explain what that is. Amazing, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, back uh, during the pandemic, probably would be like when you're when you're kind of talking about um, to give a little bit of context in terms of like my YouTube career, in a sense of uh, I'm not I'm not a big YouTuber um, whatsoever, and um, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why I think that's important to to say as well. Firstly, being I clearly don't need to be a big YouTuber to deliver value and to create relationships. Uh, you know, Aaron just told you first, first that he found me for a YouTube video. It wasn't a YouTube video that had, or a YouTube channel that had millions of subscribers. So this is why I was telling this guy to just start creating because you never know who's watching. Right. Um, and that, you know, it, it goes back to that push, push scenario of like, would you rather a hundred thousand? People following you that are ghosts and they don't engage they don't buy anything you put out or would you rather 10 people that every single product you put out they're buying that shit like it's 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 running out of stock right so yeah back back in the day back in that sort of time um i was yeah, maybe well no i think i had left working in the gym so but i was kind of like Always, I was always that kid with a camera. I was always like kind of like making videos and uh, just wanting to create. Like if I was, if someone was asking me, what am I? I'd say I'm a creator, whether that's videos or systems, processes. Like I just like the creation um, of, of digital assets, I suppose. Now would be the, the main thing. But um, yes, yeah, so I was helping people out with podcasts. Um, I actually started my own podcast. It was called the, the Designer Future podcast now my idea behind that was i wanted i wanted something to reach out to to authority authority people um within the online space and i wanted to do it with with a, a value proposition rather than just like hey me and you are in the same industry like it would be good to connect like and I've, fuck that like no one wants to hear that right but I feel like if you if you've got a podcast like everyone wants to be invited into podcasts in somewhat in some shape or another right some people might not have the time some people might not have the resources sometimes some people might hit you back and say no but to me as well that that kind of hunting mentality of like going out and you actually have a reason to to reach out to these people now rather than just being like I said just very generic, I thought we should connect. Like, but why? Why Why would Why would this person wanna connect with you?
1: This episode is brought to you by the Design of Future newsletter. It's a free newsletter released every Saturday for entrepreneurs and content creators to become the healthiest, wealthiest version of themselves made by editor-in-chief for this podcast, Ollie Thorpe. It takes five minutes to read and definitely worth signing up. Click the
0: first link in my description to join today. So that was kind of why I started my own podcast. Um, and why I turned to Zoom to do so was it allowed me to, I see a lot of people making podcasts and it was like, you had to have a studio, you had to have all this equipment, you have to have a, a microphone, you had to have this, you have to have that. And you had to get people to the podcast. Like you'd, you'd right. have to, do you know what I mean? So there were so many limitations. So I turned to Zoom because that way I could reach out to someone on Instagram that I was inspired by and say, hey, look, I know this might seem a little bit strange, but I'd love to I'd love to have a 10 to 20 minute conversation with you over Zoom. I want to record it and put it on my YouTube channel. Um, I think it could provide value to to my audience that want to do X. And for me, that was like such an amazing thing to reach out because it had such a positive response. It had people coming back. Yeah, love to. to do so I think I don't know. I think I've done about 30 episodes. It's something I want to continue, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it's just something that obviously working with people like Aaron you naturally your stuff kind of gets put in the background um, mm-hmm. but that's how I sort of come come across of it and I started working with a few clients uh, helping them kind of set up their their podcast from zero to scratch um, there was one client I worked with and we got their their YouTube account monetized within like three weeks which wow. to me was like to me that was like crazy because at the time my youtube channel weren't even monetized like like through google adsense and stuff and yeah like he came through like one of the videos just hit um he he interviewed like a like a, a big dog in his in his niche um and the video just got like thousands and thousands of views thousands of subscribers like it was like his third podcast episode wow and that's why as well like i think you just you need that consistency because you just never know which one's going to hit and me and you know aaron's kind of seen that with with certain videos and data that we've looked at but that's kind of where i was at um so i started i started uploading my own uh, videos um and then someone kind of reached out and was like how are you doing this so right. I then made, i then made the video and this is Probably the the keyword that Aaron typed into to YouTube because it ranks number one for this keyword. So this, uh, this keyword search is how to record a podcast using Zoom. That's a uh, that's this is why I love YouTube, man. Because like like you said, you you kind of hit something on the head. Then that video still gets views and views and views every single month. And most importantly, they they generate views with intent mm-hmm. that's, that's the difference between having a video go viral it might get a million views and it's like yeah but what, what do you get out of them million views we'll, right. we'll discuss like youtube revenue and, and other ways of monetizing as we progress but when you when you make a video like that if someone types in and you know this is your living example of this but if someone types into youtube how to record a podcast using zoom what do you think they, they're trying to do
1: well, they're trying to create a podcast using exactly. Zoom. <laughs>
0: exactly. So that, that's the way that some people need to switch their mind frame of, of like creating content on the internet. Not so much of like, is this video going to go fucking viral? No. Like, is this video going to generate good leads for me? Or yeah. Not? Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. The different way, like, because you could look at it and you could be like, well, I could make this video and it might get 100,000 views. Or I could make this video and it might get 10 views, but five of those people might reach out and want to work for me. Right. So that, that that's kind of... And to be honest, I didn't make that video with the intention of that being the purpose. I literally made it because one of the people I was working with at the time managing their social media accounts. So I was literally just uh, creating um creating content for them, like... Um, mainly just images on Mm -hmm. their social media account. Um, And I was a local business. So I was like going to their business, taking photos, taking videos and stuff. Um, And they see one of the episodes I recorded and I was like, how did you do that? So I made that video just for the purpose to send to them. And then I was like, well, I'm going to put this on YouTube. Um, So I put it on YouTube and obviously, yeah, that kind of happened. And yeah, you know, it still generates interest to this day. Because it's, it ranks number one for that specific keyword. Does it get millions and thousands of views every month? No, but viewers with intent. Ollie, is that the
1: video that you're on the whiteboard talking about how to go from the laptop to the Zoom to the, you know, each step? Is yeah. that the one you're talking about?
0: It is, yeah. So, I mean, you, you mentioned content loops as well. And, and, yeah, reason, yeah. The reason that I was sit I was standing in front of that, that, that whiteboard as well is because. I think a lot of a lot of people that are now creating content you know is such a huge part of their business but it might not be something that you can look at something and be like is there a direct ROI to that right which is the important important thing that people need to think so it's it's also about how can I allocate my time well that I can focus on income producing activities will this podcast produce income 100% but is it going to be someone watches it and they, they pay straight away? Like, no, that's, that's not how it's going to work. But like Aaron's kind of showed now he's built this, he's built this profile, he's built this podcast. And now he's starting to look at other products that he can kind of leverage that audience and that network from the back of it. So while we was kind of talking about this long form podcast and you're seeing it now more than ever, and this was, this was what three years ago that that I had the concept of it but it was well if i could get a, if i could get an expert to come onto a podcast and talk to me for 20 minutes then i know that i can uh, be in a video edit myself like i know that i can look at that 20 minutes and and kind of pick out little sections of that that i can then distribute onto instagram onto tiktok and kind of use it i always always look at it as like a funnel and if if you guys get a chance go and look at that that um, that video because i kind of look at it as like the podcast is at the top of the final so this is kind of like your starting point get someone onto this podcast and then drip feed all of this other content on the back of it because the, you know there's so many there's so many podcast episodes that are so valuable and we also need to look at it now as like everyone's going short form which is good and bad but we can now master both using something like this because you can tick off your tick off your long form long form content and a podcast as well this is this is the thing is like it's a certain type of person that listens to a podcast like this that's what you need to think and it goes back to what i was saying about like searching with intent with the youtube videos as well is like not everyone will stick around and watch this whole video right we've probably lost viewers viewers now like right because they're because they want that instant dopamine rush they want that instant gratification they're probably on tiktok now on their third video since we started (laughs) this podcast right? right um but it goes back to what i was saying at the start of like what's the longevity of it and who is your audience what are you trying to achieve with that audience um so For me, it was just kind of like a way of like building this this content that I could put little to no effort in, obviously, you know, there's effort into hosting and presenting a podcast, of course, but it's kind of like getting them in and then kind of leveraging leveraging that um, to then make more content and to essentially automate the process. Now there's tons of work that goes into um, editing a podcast and, you know, creating these short clips and going in and finding those valuable moments of course and that takes time like people will people will watch a you know a 20 second tiktok video but it's it's got all of the jazz it's got the captions that everyone's kind of used to now because that's kind of the, the new norm everyone's used to seeing like these these 20 second clips that are like caption caption quick this emoji comes in blah blah like that shit takes work and there's like yeah four like there's like I, I speak to guys that have got that pay alex is a great example of it like if you look at his content he's his his short form content now like you look at it and you're like fuck like that's what i'm trying to model but when he talks about like what he pays for that he pays he pays like 40 grand a month to be putting out that that volume of high quality content and that's a crazy um, thing that's a crazy thing to consider but also we go back to like What's he getting out of that? Like, he's putting out 10x the amount of content as, let's say, like one of his competitors, and he's reaping the rewards from that. So, yes, he might be spending 40K a month on it, but how much is he making back off yeah. of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And obviously, you, obviously, you've got to weigh these things up because you you need to kind of this is what i always said to you when we first started is like look there's so many avenues can you can go there's so many ways you can scale it in terms of like building a team um you know distributing more content repurposing more content but there's there's only one thing you need to do now and that's get fucking started so, yeah. <laughs> for, sure. so, for, sure. so for, for me now is like um yeah for me now the 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 zoom podcast is such a good tool for someone that wants a low barrier to entry and doesn't want to doesn't want to you know make tons of content in terms of like trying to think of ideas and trying to trying to you know have 30 video titles that they're going to sit in front of an iphone and record and then edit and do all of this rather than you know Utilizing other people as well, I think that's amazing because you can. cut It gives you an opportunity to network with others. Whereas, like yes. you're just making your own content, then you know you don't really need to go and speak to anyone. You don't need to do any of it. Like your content is your content. But a podcast, as well, obviously you can you can somewhat leverage other people um, by speaking. You know, you obviously want to go after podcast guests that are going to be authorities, right? That, that's just a no brainer. Um, but it gives you a leverage in terms of just building like a content system
1: yeah like you you're an authority you're an authority in this whole game of podcasting and and i just want to say this too like you know f- coming from an athlete and like you like a trainer coming from this athletic kind of mindset and you could call that a game too right the game of athletics the game of being a trainer to this content creator right that transition that, was, um, that wasn't that was necessarily easy, but it did change my life because of what you just said, right? Now, we have this platform to provide to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, hey, do you want to connect? No, it's like, hey, do you want to come on to the platform, mm-hmm. right? Do you value. want to value, right? Some value add, a value proposition. And so I, before we jump into like, because I actually want to share the editing process, I think it'll be really valuable to people. But I actually want to make this relatable to the audience. You know, most of the audience, as you know, right, you see the analytics, um, are athletes and entrepreneurs. And, you know, let's help them real quick, understand that content loop just a little bit more. So from my understanding, what you taught me was this idea of social media at the very top, you create a fan, then that creates through a long form content like this, like a Mm -hmm. podcast, a lead, then maybe you have an offer right uh, which is a customer right they, they buy something of like a book right or some sort of low ticket offer then they share that thing or they you know um, then yeah they share it without you asking them to which basically creates a super fan and then that goes all the way back up to the social media and it's this content loop Right, and there's other little spots that I'm learning now that you can fill in along the way. Maybe a higher ticket offer. Maybe you know there's a social media group, like a f- private Facebook group. But there's it. What I just kind of explained is my interpretation of the of the content loop. Am I kind of on point with all that?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I wish I wish I could kind of stand in front of a whiteboard right now and, and show you. It again, <laughs> we'll but, cut it later. We'll we'll add we'll, it later. We'll it later. <laughs> I add it in, but like. Yeah, like the thing is now is like, this is exactly right to what you said is like, you're building a a community, right? And it goes back to what I said of like, would you rather 100,000 people follow this podcast or 10 people that buy everything that you put out? Um, And the main thing, when, when you think about sales, right? I come from a big sales background. And when you think about selling anything, there's there's three main factors that go into it right there's do i like this person do i know this person do i trust this person so if someone watches an hour episode of your podcast aaron they probably they probably like you because they wouldn't have stuck around for 60 60 minutes listening to this episode right they feel like they know you they've just sat in a room you know this is this is what pod, this is what podcasting allows you to to like create with your audience because yeah. well. this isn't this isn't oh i see a 15 second tiktok like i feel like i fucking know that person right no. right you know what i mean that's the that's the real difference to me it's like someone watches a 60 minute episode of you and someone else like they feel like they're sitting in, in the room with them
1: yeah it creates the relationship yeah it
0: creates that relationship so they they like that person because they wouldn't have stuck around for an hour listening to you and someone else talk about whatever if they didn't if they didn't like it right so they feel like they know you because they've same again they've been on a 60-minute conversation with you but they know you right and they trust you because you you're an authority you're speaking to this person and you're you're talking about your knowledge and your experiences so you kind of tick off all those bases and it you know going back to how we kind of first met the reason you booked in a call with me is because you watched a 12 minute video of me showing you exactly how this thing works this is how you do it Uh, oh by the way at the end of the video was a look if you want want to work together to to put this to put this plan into into motion there's a link in the description click it we can book in a call yeah call to action that was a nice call cool. to action there's a call to action right and that's all it really is like in honesty like people overcomplicate this shit a little bit um in terms of like create valuable content that resonates with people answers answers their 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 problems or or, or that's you know that kind of thing and then have a call to action and an offer there's only three main things really and I think where a lot of people get stuck is like not knowing what content to make but if you know who you're speaking to then you know what content to make totally if you you know what value you can provide and how you can take someone from a to b then you know what your offer is um we took Aaron from not having a clue how to create a podcast to celebrating his 50th episode the other day let's go So that's a that's a great example, but you know, um I think I've lost what the question was, but well that- yeah, no,
1: it's it's no, it's okay. It's it's basically the idea of the content loop and really just trying to like explain it to like for myself, right? I, I just want to share this. For myself, when I when I found you, I was an athlete and a coach, right? I didn't know about content loops, I didn't know about content creation you know and and putting myself in those shoes before right now we're coming up on episode 62 i think now but before all this all this is overwhelming it's overwhelming it's a lot and it's constantly changing so mm-hmm. that's what i was trying to to do is to break this down in a simple way where it's not just an athlete more i think about it it could be a real estate agent it could be a barbershop owner it could be a uh, whatever, right. It's a content driven marketplace, Ali. That's what I realized by, by working with you and learning from you Con- content, talking about that short form content. That's what drives emotional responses, which creates buying decisions now. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I realized. I was like, Oh wow. Like content, it's a content driven marketplace. So, so yeah. So going back to that just briefly, before we move on that content loop, how can we break that down for someone who's like, what are you guys talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, like I said, the, the ability, like I've got videos in my channels on like how to create a content calendar, for example, how to, you know, how to shoot videos, how to, how to edit videos, how to schedule videos, et cetera, et cetera. For me, the content loop is the ability to, repurpose one piece of content as many times as humanly possible so you can get rewarded from this one piece of work as many times as humanly possible for me that is it that is how can I you know I, I've got to say it but of like how can I do the least amount of work and get the most amount of value from it
1: man I really want you to repeat that but there is like a little echo some
0: um is that is that a bit well?
1: There's just like a I feel like it's like maybe the room that you're in or something.
0: <laughs> these in, a bit All
1: right, try that. But what you just said is the sound bite that we're going to use <laughs> cuz that was perfect.
0: <laughs> I am in a new new room guys as well. So apologies if there is a there my editor is- my editor's got sound issues
1: everybody, <laughs> see? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't even I haven't even got my like mic plugged in. To be fair, oh mm. man, of all episodes, come on, bud. I'm
0: rogue, I'm running rogue. I'm sorry,
1: but no, they, exactly what you just said. That was that was perfect. Like, yeah, I think the 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 idea behind this content loop.
0: Mm-hmm. I, know, it I was about.
1: Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, I think the idea behind this content loop, is that it's a light bulb moment for a lot of people. Like for me, it was a light bulb moment. I was like, oh, my God, that is how that is actually the new sales funnel coming from a, a you know, I coming from sales too. like from a traditional sales funnel. You're like taking a lead and you're squeezing a sale or a transaction out of somebody. But the content loop is a constant, never ending loop of potential customers for life. And that to me yeah. was like a, a light bulb moment. I was like, oh, man, I'm not just going to try to, you know, create one transaction. No, I'm going to provide constant value through content forever. And that's the other cool thing about this idea of content is that and the YouTube channel that stays up forever, you know, and that's mm-hmm. so cool. And that's, you know, um, there's still videos that like you said, videos that you're making videos that I've created that that are performing great. And, and we'll get into the algorithm, but like the, it, it's like an upward trajectory. You know? yeah
0: absolutely absolutely yeah so exactly that it was like the whole kind of idea behind that was yeah how do i create something that's gonna essentially continue to pay me dividends over and over and over again um with kind of like the least amount of of input with the most amount of output is is essentially yeah. the, the push comes to shove with that um but yeah you know going into your point of you know making content that that is evergreen I think is is a massive thing um is is huge because like like you said you know a lot when you think about sales as well like especially with something like this, like a lot of people a lot of people might not click onto your first video scroll yeah. down you know scroll straight down and click into into buying a link and that's why as well i think that that kind of building that trust and authority is so important and now when we're speaking one thing i've been on aaron's back so you can comment this in the comments if you're watching and listening to this now tell this guy to start an email list because i've been on to <laughs> this is the i point. knew that was going to come up yeah. because this is the point as well right is because realistically like you look at it it's like someone's not gonna you know Someone might not watch this hour-long episode, scroll down and see, "Oh, Aaron's selling this product," or "Aaron's selling this product." I'm going to go ahead and buy it. But what they might go into is join Aaron's newsletter, where once a week he drops value because he speaks to all of these athletes, he speaks to these pro, pro, you know, athletes that have achieved so much, and he's got so much value in that head that he can he can distribute to his audience hey sign up to my newsletter i drop it every saturday it's a five minute read you're gonna love it right nothing there's no cost involved there right so that's where it is is the ability to 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 grow an audience and nurture an audience is is the main thing right because like you said not everyone's going to come in and want to want to hand you their money straight away and realistically i wouldn't want that because it's like Right, well, where's the value, right? So, right, right, the ability to bring someone in from not knowing who who you are to like knowing and trusting you to a point that no matter what you put out, they're going to be somewhat interested in pulling the trigger and buying that thing from you, right? Um, and you know, and you know, there's there's people that that I've worked with in the past that I know that if I was to release a paid program tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that they, that they'd they'd want to get involved, um, and that's a lot of it's around the content that I've made over yet over the years so yeah yeah yeah, like
1: yeah. You, said,
0: you don't need you don't need a, an audience of thousands of thousands of people to do that you just you, you know you need an audience that are specific in what they want and you need to be able to take them from A to B so you know? <laughs>
1: let's talk about personal branding let's talk about personal branding we'll we'll come back to the youtube stuff because I, w- I actually want to do a deep dive into that well, let's talk about personal branding for an athlete, right? Let's talk to the athlete right now who's listening to this. And they're like, okay, content loop. All right. Starting a podcast, transitioning maybe for, or, or even you could be right in the middle of your athletic career, but you're starting a podcast, right? Okay. And you're, you're seeing, maybe that person is seeing what we're talking about, the content loop, seeing everything. So, like, okay, how do I, how do I really maximize my, you know, career through mm-hmm. content? right? Through social media, through this content loop, right? Let's talk to that person right now and say, how can we help them? Because it's actually not necessarily easy to just focus on your athletic career, go to your trainings, go to your practices, you know, stay focused on competition. But at the same time, in your mind, it's like, okay, let me create content. Let me create this whole personal brand in the background Mm -hmm. while I'm doing those things. So that after I'm done playing, I'll have a platform, I'll have something to offer.
0: 100 percent, yeah um it goes back to what i was saying about like how can i do the least amount and get the most amount out of it right yeah. because if you're looking at making you know say for example you wanted to grow on tiktok yeah it's a to, for me to say it's a pretty simple formula would be bullshit because there's so much that goes into it but when you look at the fundamentals it's like post every day on tiktok i guarantee, yeah. you in a year in a year's time you're gonna have grown on tiktok right um and it's similar to youtube like are you gonna grow on youtube well post as much as you can on youtube and something's gonna kind of work and then re pivot and go from there but like you said an athlete there's this kind of that's got all of these other things going on and you know if we're talking about the inspired athlete of like entrepreneurs or business owners or something like, like an athlete and an entrepreneur are very very similar right they need to they need to say no to certain things that they know if they do say yes to it it's going to hinder their performance right um and a lot of them are strapped for time because time is money right and we need yep. to get we need to get paid for our time so if i was an athlete then i would genuinely start with a podcast because you've got uh you've got a good kind of baseline and it's one of those things that you can start maybe it's you know I'm gonna start by speaking with my teammate for half an hour once a month and then it goes back to like you have a half an hour conversation with someone you can go and find an editor you can find someone that can cut that up and make that into 30 clips for your TikTok and it's like well I only had to sit down for half an hour record that and it, it, it's all about building a team and building a process. And yeah. you know, I've said to you many a times of like, there'll be times where I don't necessarily think me and me and you should work together because there'll be there'll be times that you should really go out and build that for yourself. And I'll and I will say that to you, you know I will. Um, <laughs> but like that's also like how you want to look at it. Like I've got a, a YouTube channel that I don't touch now. Like I've got a team that you know. Does all of that for me, and you know, it wasn't always that way because you need to kind of build the steps and build the processes that allow you to then remove yourself from it. but If you're talking about a personal brand, a personal brand is a very, very hard thing to automate because the personal brand is you, right? Right. right? So uh, a YouTube channel that's about a specific industry and a specific um and a specific topic that isn't anything to do with me—it's not me sitting in front of a camera, then you know you can outsource and pay someone else to run and manage that for you a personal brand becomes very very difficult because you need to be sitting in front of the camera because people are there for you yeah so to to kind of answer that question of like what would i do if i was an athlete it would be it would be starting a podcast because it's one is the lowest barriers to entry someone might not be able to jump on the tiktok and make like engaging videos for it i would also if i'm being honest i would i would pair the two i've always said to you about tiktok of like there's there's such a there's such a a need on there right now um of like i would i would set up a 30 minute conversation press record hit it on hit on zoom every single month get that booked into your diary so you know that's coming go on to Fiverr, go on to Upwork, find an editor, say, hey, look, this is what I want to do. I'm going to shoot this 30-minute Zoom Zoom podcast. I want to send it to you, and I want you to go in and tie it into as many short-form clips as humanly possible. How much will it cost? Hey, hey Ollie, yeah, that's going to cost £500 per month. Okay, cool. That's done, right? So now I know that I've got one piece of content going out every single day based on my time input of 500 uh, my time input of 30 minutes once a month so me looking at that as like my in input versus my output for my input is 30 minutes of my time once a month and 500 pounds to my editor once a month to make sure that's all done does that make sense so everything boils down like what's the system and the process behind it (laughs) because And then I would post every single day on TikTok if if I was that person. Because the TikTok, like, you could just make that of, like, like, go onto TikTok, hit record, make a fucking sick video, and then the next day, try and make a better video, and then the next day, try and make a better video, and the next day, try and make a better video. Like, that's the way that I would just compound, compound, like, my skill set within TikTok and let this podcast thing, like, automate that and they just get really good at making TikToks. That's what I would do, um, because then you're kind of you, you've got two different kind of avenues. And then I would look into like how can I repurpose this content as much as possible. So when I'm interviewing this person, how can I how can I take what he said in that interview and once a month sit down and create a blog post around this conversation I had with this person. And a conversation I had about this person, this person, it all boils down to the system and the process of if I need to create one video for TikTok every single day, what does my what does my system and my process need to be to do that? So there was a time, I think we spoke about this in the past, that there was a time that I was like heavy in TikTok. I was like, I was, I was like, if I create three TikTok today, I know that one of them will blow up, and. I think the TikTok that was probably like the worst TikTok I made out of all of them during that time frame was the one that got like eight hundred thousand views in like twenty four hours. So it's just kind of like putting stuff out, and obviously, the the more you do it, the the better you're gonna get as well. Is, is like the main thing, and the more you, the the biggest thing right now is just like it's so easy to get in a TikTok hole of like watching you know TikTok for an hour or for two hours like scary because it's such a doping rush but it, when when push comes to shove it is consume less and create more
1: mm. that's a mic drop moment right there and if you guys are listening you're still with us and you need an editor we got one <laughs> right here you know ollie's been in um man, you've been a godsend for me, man. and and you know, I actually want to talk about this. let's let's get into the editing editing process because I think the editing process is actually a big pain point for a lot of content creators, right? Content creators, I can call myself one now. like you know, we're doing the podcast, right? We put so much time and effort and energy. ooh, a little background, nice background there. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> we We put so much time and effort and energy into creating content. It's actually, challenging to go through the content cut it up edit it and make it presentable on all these platforms that we're talking about let's talk about the actual process that we go through you and I go through for this particular show right now on how we record an episode like we're doing right now and then the whole process I I want someone to learn this because this was a learning curve for me so let's share it right now so Mm -hmm. I'll start and then you can fill in some, um, some details. So the very first thing is booking a guest, right? So Ollie and I, we talked, we, we, we talked about a day and a time. And then, you know, sometimes that shifts around, but we lock that in. The next thing I do is um, come up with an outline. Uh, this is, these are some of the talking points that I want to get to. We'll go ahead and we'll do the whole podcast. We'll, we'll record it right here. I'll send this file straight to Ollie right? We have a Google shared doc set up. And then all you want to take over from there, what happens at that point?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So from that, from that moment, the main kind of thing is like adding branding and, and stuff like this. And, you know, this is something I've, I've kind of said to yourself as well Is like, that that's important like to do that for sure but it's like how can you kind of refine that process as well it's the, the time in versus the time out um so like from there we would we would take take this long form video um add aaron's branding onto it add uh you know like an intro an outro and go from there and this is definitely like a pivotal, pivotal point to talk about as well in terms of like how it's now changed in the sense of well, of like now, like you see podcasts as well. Like they're 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 even going like shorter form, but like in the long episodes of podcasts. So like a lot of people now as well are even like not putting out like long form podcasts. They're more so like recording a long form podcast and then they're putting out like ten minute segments where they're speaking about certain guests, uh, certain parts. Yep. So that's something obviously we want to consider. But there's also like you look at like what's the the time investment from that of like, that's then not just making one video, that's making four videos. Yeah, so so that's the thing. Like, there's so many different ways you can go back. But in terms of the process that we follow is, yeah, come in, add the brand in, add the intro, add the outro, um, and then really start to kind of like see, okay, what bits are going to work for social media from here? Um, and that's where you'd kind of go in and see, you know, this would make a really good clip, and this would make a really good clip. um And the thing is, with like long-form videos, like you know, I don't know how long we've been on here, but you know, let's say the average video is an hour long. Exporting a video that's an hour long takes a long time. And like when you're export, any video editors will, will know what I'm talking about here as well. Of like, if you're exporting a, an hour-long video, that can then take a, an hour, and like you can't do anything else on your computer while videos exporting because it's just like the fans going crazy and, and whatnot so like that is like a lot of like admin time like as well rather than just like pure video editing um so that's that's kind of where we go from there once that video is exported then it's kind of like okay what's the thumbnail gonna be and this is a really hard like place to to do thumbnails and you know me and you have kind of spoke in the past of like yeah what makes a good thumbnail for a 60 minute podcast? It's really fucking right. hard, especially when it's really hard. Like when you think about it, because if I am, I don't know, let's say, you know, how to record a podcast on zoom. I'll go back to that because we were talking about it, but it's very, very easy for me to make a, make a thumbnail for that because you know what they're, what they're looking for. You know, what it, the the is going to make them click. Um, when you're interviewing someone i feel like it's very hard to be like this is what the thumbnail is going to be about <laughs> this is what the hour that we you know, do you know what i mean it's not it's not because we speak about so many different topics and it's kind of like you need to leverage that person you need to have them in the thumbnail but it's also like so i feel like you kind of need to it's hard like it's hard with with like a long form video like that because it's kind of like you need to just add you know the host and the guest into that thumbnail but it's like well how can I make that that people want to click on it and it's very it's a very hard thing to do in terms of like what can you do with that but I think as well like you just kind of need to look at examples you need yeah. to look at how what, you know what's other people doing what's was was working well for them um, and and thumbnails are very very hard in general but for for something like yeah a 60 minute video it's a hard job to get people to click onto those videos. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of yeah. it will be down to a lot of it will be down to like the guest and someone is interested in that guest, and that's the reason they're gonna click. Thumbnail probably isn't gonna be the biggest, the biggest deciding factor to someone clicking on that. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah, if, yeah. if I if I if I was interviewing Bill Gates and it was just uh, a picture of Bill Gates that I found on on Google, then loads of people might click onto it just to the fact that it's like i'm interviewing bill gates or no one might click on it because they're like this guy is not fucking interviewing bill gates he's just he's just downloaded a picture from google and he's built his thumbnail versus if there was a picture and it's me and bill gates like and i've got my my arm over him people are like oh shit so do you know what i mean like there's just these little kind of differences that could make the hugest hugest difference
1: yeah um, yeah
0: all right so yeah, we got that, the thumbnail that, that kind of that's kind of where you are i went on a bit of a tangent there but there's there's i think there's there could be some value within that but um and then yeah it's kind of like going through um and where the most time consuming thing is for me is creating those short form clips so i'm definitely a bit of a perfectionist in terms of like people look at these 20 second clips and think like they're just a 20 second clip but like a 20 second clip like i've made I made a 15 second video for, for a brand before I won't go into numbers, but I charged them a very, very juicy amount for, from an outsider to look at a 15 second video. They'd be like, it's a 15 second video. And like, but people don't understand, like you look at adverts that you watch on a TV, like how long are they? Like they're not long, right? They're quick, they yeah, quick. Well, they're quick, right? But imagine the like their millions and millions of dollars budget that go into that fifteen second. The uh, Super Bowl is a great example of it. it As like, people pay like ridiculous amounts for their they like thirty second video to be in there. Millions, millions, yeah. million. And it's like, how much do you think they spent on production of that video? These thirty seconds. But outside, I would look at that and be like. Oh, that was a cool video. Not seeing that like blood, sweat, and tears have gone into that 30 seconds. Um, and that's why I like YouTube as well, is just like crazy. Is in like for you to create like a even like a 10-minute video that someone watches from the start to the end, you've done a fucking amazing job if you've done that.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Um, and and we're getting there. We're we I want to spend some time on YouTube analytics, but I want to yeah. finish this process. So, you know, so you do the editing, the the clips um and yeah you're right the clips are a lot of work even for someone like me who i did the episode i gotta go look back and be like okay what's a good clip or two or three to share um so that that takes a long time we talked about the thumbnail the next process is then you upload that file after you produce it and edit it to the youtube studio right yeah and then this is where my interns come in shout out olivia and kezia they're amazing interns so i appreciate you guys um, they go through and they do the timestamps, right? And that's super helpful, right? Super helpful to get the timestamps done because that's another time consuming process. 100%. But it really does help in terms uh, in terms of us as well as the viewers right to go through and, and see those little timestamps of where of, of, of interest, right? Okay, this is an interesting part. Let me let me click right to that instead of scrolling mm-hmm. through. So that's really helpful. And then the big one, right? The big one is the title creating mm-hmm. a title for an episode is uh is a process too right it's you're aggregating oh. all the information from an hour episode into a phrase right and, and and you're trying to attract a click right but also to summarize you're trying to summarize a full hour long episode into a couple of words and try to um reflect on what was said and also make it interesting so the the title there there is a tool out there maybe you can talk about this too all the uh the youtube title generator tool online that that does help um there's more and more ai programs that are helping with all this stuff uh, maybe we can talk about chat gpt and all that because i'm sure um there will be more and more ai programs specifically for creators yeah. um but but that title is important right so just to finish this process before we move on so we talked about the thumbnail we talked about the youtube uh talked about the title at mm. that point, right when that, Oh, and then hashtags, right? There's, there's some hashtags that we put in there as well. That's when I go in and click publish. And I try to do my best to stay consistent because all has been on me and saying, Hey, you got to be consistent. Consistency is key. I'm mm. um, trying to stay consistent to a, a specific time and day. Um, but that that's the whole process. And uh, I just wanted to lay that out for people because you know when when people watch podcasts they're like oh cool it's another episode but there is a lot that goes into this you know and we didn't even talk about downloading i didn't even talk about downloading the mp3 and uploading the mp3 into the audio host which is captivate.fm which is something completely different than youtube but for Mm -hmm. right now let's just stay on youtube um any reflections from that process how can we make that oh we another thing is Trello, right? Something that another tool that you use is Trello to kind of map out that process to make it more organized. So if there's anything here you want to reflect on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the the main thing I picked up on is like AI around titles. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I'd get rid of that. Um, okay. Mainly for the fact that AI is on clicking on your videos, humans are. So people always talk about a youtube algorithm and like what can i do to hack the youtube algorithm like oh i've just found this and it's managed to do it but really and truly like as marketers in a sense like you understand what makes humans do things then you'll you'll master that like so psychology it's psychology over everything yeah 100 but it's like and i hate to go back to it but it's like talking about the 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 title of the video that you found me through is like I know I know that and you got to think of it as like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a consumer of it. it is like people go a large portion of people go onto YouTube and they type in how to solve how problems. to yeah they go how in, to yeah so I'm looking at, like when I made that video I'm looking at it as like what would I type into YouTube if I wanted to I wanted the answer to this problem so as well. Like I think that's kind of the thing um of the title you know it's it's very very hard because you need to you need to create intrigue as well because if people if people's not going into into YouTube and typing ollie Fall, let's say mm-hmm. people's not really going into into YouTube and typing Aaron Rex Rex. They, they might be now like because you've kind of built that and you know but i'm i'm man enough to kind of say like people aren't going into youtube and typing in my name i know that but people are going into youtube and typing in how do i solve this problem and that's sure. where i that's where i want to be that's where i want to show up and provide value so with the thumbnail uh, with the titles as well it it is like i mentioned before when we was talking about like uh, creating the thumbnails thumbnails and titles like go hand in hand but they both need to they both they both chain up together they they both need to kind of work right they need to work together and there's also like how can my title how can my title synergize with my thumbnail? so an example an example of that is like let's say like this let's just say like this saved my life and then it's like me staring at a mug you'd be like fuck it what mug saved his life intrigue like i want to click on that because it's like what does he mean a a cup saved his life do you know what i mean like there's Mm -hmm. the there's the intrigue or it's like um you know there's so many different examples but it's kind of like you you need to create a reason for someone to click on that video absolutely Um, doing, doing a podcast is a very hard thing to do to to create a title and a thumbnail unless it's very very specific in terms of like this person just achieved this goal and we was asking her how she did it this title is going to reflect that the thumbnail is going to reflect that versus speaking to someone for 60 minutes and this is their life this is what they used to do this is how they achieved it this is what they're looking to do in in the past it's like well what what should i be speaking about in a title and a thumbnail so this, this might be like a little discussion for me and me and you as well. It's like, that's a very hard process, like a very, very hard process. And I've said it to you many times. And, and even like we've had the conversation of like, I might put a, a, a thumbnail to you and you're like, Leah, can we change that to this? Because it's a very, very hard thing to, to, to be like, well, I don't really know what to do a thumbnail around this, this particular topic because it's just you speaking to another person. Um And where it does become a, a good situation is like when you've spoken to people that have achieved certain goals, it makes so much sense for the title and the thumbnail to be around that because for obvious reasons, right? People, yeah, like a,
1: like an Olympic gold medalist.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to have the title and the thumbnail to be them holding the, the Olympic medal and the right. you know, Olympic medalist does x y and z it makes total sense so it, it and talking about talking about content talking about thumbnails talking about titles it's a it is a learning game like it is continuously involving it's continuously like um you need to put in the reps and yeah it, you need to put in the reps and you need to something that works today if even if you're watching this now and i'm like do this do this do this tomorrow that might not be true
1: but right. the, <laughs>
0: right. having the having the skill set and being able to adapt to those things is is what will kind of take you from push push to shove and there's there's videos that i made years ago that I look back and I'm like what is that thumbnail like what is that thumbnail and then I might like, change it and all of a sudden it spikes spikes views and it spikes people coming into that video but That's just a constant. It's it's a constant flywheel. This this whole game. It's constant.
1: Let's just kind of finish up this amazing conversation, Ollie, with the a little bit of a dive into the YouTube analytics, right? And before we do that, I just want to say this: like, you have helped me to create this bullish idea on YouTube, right? YouTube to me is like this uh, this amazing, like not just content. machine marketplace but it's also this community where i've like obviously you and i you know met through youtube but you know it's it's like this it's like this ever-growing like community there's more and more content creators there's more advertisers coming in there's there's now you have youtube shorts you know there's all these strategies about how to monetize man youtube you know so so let's just talk about how you look at analytics and then the future of youtube
0: yeah absolutely um how i look at analytics is <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's another one of those things of like you can get deep into analytics but it goes back to like the human psychology of like have i made a good video will people click on it yeah fuck the analytics like do you know what i mean you could you could deep deep deep, deep dive into like this is my pe- best performing video um so i need to make more of it which makes sense from like an analytical data driven point of view don't get me wrong but also it goes back to like what you said about like ai writing titles so it's like yeah but like will a human click on that like don't get me wrong like ai is is fast approaching and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change the way that we do so many things but it's also like with with like youtube and looking at it like that like There'll be titles that that an AI couldn't write. Do you know what I mean? But so yeah, looking at analytics is like a is like a whole game in itself. And um yeah, I'm definitely going to be uh, releasing some some kind of like programs around around that. So obviously we'll we'll kind of bring that out when it when it happens. Um, but looking at analytics is like yeah, looking at looking at videos that are performing well obviously makes sense, you know. little r- people really resonated with with this this type of content. So let's make more of it. It makes sense, right? So many people clicked on this video. Why? Was it the title? Was it the thumbnail? But all of that is are kind of variables that you can't really just see. You know, you can see a click-through rate on a thumbnail, for example, the click-through rate on a thumbnail if it's 14% or it's one percent, well. That's a better thumbnail than that one, but there's also still so many variables behind that. Someone might not have clicked on that video because that video, you know, is is not a video they want to click on, and it's it's very very hard to look at that from an analytical point of view and not think of it more of like a you know Mr. Beast very says it very very well of like he he's it's a title on a thumbnail that people are gonna click on. Like the analytics are obviously gonna show that, but That's the core of YouTube is one, you need to make a really, 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 really good video. Two, you need to package that video that people are going to click on it so they can discover is a really, really good video. Because if people don't click on the really good video, then they don't know it's a really good video. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The first, the first like 10 to 20 seconds of a YouTube video needs to be, the point where you deliver that value of like clicked on this video expecting to get this and they've delivered on it. So, hate to keep going back to it, but same again like you click onto the video, how to record a podcast on Zoom, you click on it, and it's me going, Hey, in today's video, we're going to talk about how to record a podcast on Zoom. If that's what you come here for, you're going to watch the rest of the video. But if I, if you clicked on the video and it's like me, making a cup of tea and, or having a coffee. And it's just like talking about how Arsenal did last, last week in the the Premier League. And you'd be like, this isn't what I clicked on for. And you'd find another video. So yeah, talking about analytics, same again, like there's so many people, I know, I know like content creators that have got like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of subscribers and they don't look at the analytics, like because they know what their audience wants because they know who they're speaking to. So knowing who you're speaking to should really factor all of your decisions. Because if you know who you're speaking to, then you know the content they want to watch. So if I'm looking and I'm like, all right, well, people, people wanted to know how to record a podcast on Zoom. What are they looking for next? Once they've solved that problem, what are they looking for? So like, Aaron, how to manage your podcast more efficiently so you can handle 40 bookings a month that could be the next episode that person wants to watch right once they've done that how can you monetize your podcast through youtube what's that what are they going to look after that so i think it's just like how can you continuously provide value and and obviously the the packaging of how that looks will be ever ever changing and you'll look at you know titles and thumbnails and there's definitely trends that happen but it's also like for me like it's like you can hop on trends and i think you should hop on trends but it's like you also need to stay true to your vision and your values of like um a big group in the uk is the sidemen for example and and they went through like a massive you heard of the sidemen you must have like they're, they're huge obviously um but like they went through a massive thing of like doing diss tracks on each other and it's like someone could have jumped on and made like diss tracks on someone but it's like if you're a consultant and you're making like valuable videos about this it doesn't make sense for me to make a me to make a like how to record a podcast on zoom and then to then the next video to be a diss track to yeah yeah Jake Paul for example because I think that's going to get views and it goes back to what we were speaking about originally of like, would you rather a hundred thousand people that follow you and don't, you know, don't value you for what you're trying to think, or would you rather 10 people that are going to buy from you and and so on. So um, in terms of the future of YouTube, um, I think it's going to become more competitive. Not like it's not already, it's fucking massively competitive. Like I think there's like thousands and thousands of videos uploaded every second onto YouTube. It's, it's, wow. it's ridiculous. Like if you ever look at the stats, um, it's definitely going to be a long, long-term game, but it's also from a monetization platform. I, you know, I've said this from to you from the start, don't be looking at YouTube AdSense and think like, how can I grow? Obviously, we want to grow the YouTube AdSense, but there's so many variables to that. And it's also, like you said, you're not you're not building a platform for you to increase revenue through YouTube. Yes, it's a byproduct of you making amazing videos that people want to watch. But it's where does the person that watches that 60-minute episode, what action do you want them to take at the end of that? Sign up to my newsletter. Lit, lit, um get valuable information sent to you every single week they're seeing that every single week wow wow we yeah, have great information great information third email that they get by the way I actually have this product shit like I've gone through that journey I like know and trust this guy I've signed up to his email list he's provided value now he's on now he's got an offer that answers the problems that I am facing that's where I'm going to buy it and that's when you have that's when you have a customer, and then you can upsell it. Like, and obviously, it goes back to the the kind of sales cycle of like bringing them through that funnel that we we talked about before. Of like, you need to generate attention, create loyal fans, and then solve their problems. Um, yeah, I think that's the main thing because you know we we could talk about analytics, we could dive deep into analytics, but you know I think it, it's very obvious of like. This video generated me x amount of subscribers yeah that's the one that's been working the most but if you did that exact exact video again is that going to work maybe maybe not but it's just a it's just a testing game it's just a it's just a it's just a taking continuous action and it goes back to consume less but create more but consume other people's content that inspires and motivates you to take action and you know, you you do need to, you need to be aware of like what other people are doing because you need to model from success. And a lot of people, you, we talked about titles and thumbnails, right? A lot of the time we try and reinvent the wheel, but like sometimes like you can literally go onto YouTube, type in a certain keyword or a search term, filter it by the most viewed video. Okay. Well, this video got five, five million views and it had this title and this thumbnail. Why? Why did someone? Click, why did five million people click on this title and thumbnail? And it's also if you're looking at it as like a creator is like, if I made a similar video, didn't plagiarize this video, I didn't, I didn't go in and copy this video word for word and you know record it exactly the same. I put my spin on it. Then why, why wouldn't a million of those people watch my video? Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. and, yeah, I, and, I,
0: think a- for, and I think for someone like yourself, it is kind of like also knowing when to pivot with, with, with these things of like, yeah, like people, people are interested in these conversations with athletes, but it's like, why, like, why did, why did, what, what are people getting out of listening to these conversations? And it's like, well, how can I better package those videos to accommodate that?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm as, always thinking that.
0: Yeah. And as a podcaster, it, it you know, it is, I don't know if I've mentioned this guy to you before, but it's like, um, Stephen Barlett, a, he's a, he's like UK entrepreneur, um, massive, like massive, massive guy. He has the diary of a CEO, definitely suggest going and checking out his videos, but he, he, um, interviews like very, very affluent, interesting people, entrepreneurs, like celebrities, social, you know, social people and whatnot the questions he asks are the questions of, of what people are there for as in like those people might have been on a hundred other episodes but he'll ask a question like he'll ask a question they'll answer it and he'll be like so so why did you do that and that's that's what they come they come for do you know yeah. what I mean so yeah I think as a podcaster as well it's it's kind of like you can be very, very generic in terms of like, this is an interview. These are the questions I'm going to ask, but it's also knowing to be like, you know, why, why did you start YouTube Aaron? This would be a question to me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you'd answer it. And then I'd be like, yeah, but why was YouTube the answer and like digging deep into that because that is where the value is. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, podcasting is definitely a skill and uh, it's, 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 definitely a passion for me now i love this Mm. um ollie before i let you go man i know you mentioned fulfillment at the very beginning of this but just talk a little bit more about that as we close up this episode you know fulfillment how have you found it how do you continue to look for it you know and what like just really define it again for us
0: yeah absolutely um for me, you know, like we we work on different time zones. Um, <laughs> there'll be times where I've edited something for you, and you're like, "Yo, can we change this?" And I'm like, "Man, it's eleven o'clock at night here. Like, I need to go to bed." And I'm just like, "Yeah, but like, he wants this out tomorrow. Like, I need to get it done. It's not. It's not the the money aspect of me for that. Like, like I said, there's jobs I've worked in, in the past. There's roles I've done in the past that you can make a shit ton of money. But it would be sacrificing my values of what I want to to achieve and who I want to impact. And I've I've said that from the start with you is like there's there's projects that I've worked on that we've we've done a lot more in terms of revenue, but the impact and the, the my vision and what I what I can see in you and what you can achieve, that shit will 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 serve me so much better than anything else um so fulfillment for me like really is just like i don't i don't need like all of these mad materialistic things and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing from like a growth perspective um fulfillment for me is like having the time to to work on projects that i want to work on with people i want to work with um is the main thing like the the money is is a byproduct of that but the fulfillment side of things is yeah just working with people i want to work with on projects that i'm excited about um yeah uh yeah that's the main kind of factor man because you know like like you said there's there's many there's many kind of and i'm i'm pretty like different to a lot of a lot of people in terms of like i've you know i've got people that i know that have you know, left, left school, got into a job and, and been in the same job for, for 10 years. And it's like, you speak to it and it's like, how's your job? And they're like, fucking hate it. And you're like, why are you still there? Um, and I'm like one of them that have like jumped around different jobs and stuff like that because, you know, you, you want to use like that side of things as like a way to build up your skills. Um, and any successful person will have like a, a solid skill stack. And that's like when, it, when you speak about that like most millionaires and billionaires and stuff, it's like you could take all of their money away and they'll probably go out and make it again because they know how to make money. They've got that skill stack that they can go out and do it again and again and again. So I think really uh, fulfillment for me is just me fulfilling my potential mm. would, be, would be the, the one. Um, but doing it without sacrificing relationships and family. Be the thing.
1: I love it, bro. I love it, man. What a cool episode, full circle moment. Um, How can people best get in touch with you or follow you or support you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um spoke to Aaron, we're going to, we're going to start uh, chucking in a few things of mine. I have started, started a newsletter. It will go out every Saturday, uh, London time. Um, it's a five minute newsletter uh dive deep into the creator economy how you can create better content that makes you more money and uh, eventually you know you can scale that and remove yourself from it as best as possible so i say that's probably the best place i'll um i'll shoot Aaron a link probably go sign up to that for free in the description i'm not really on instagram anymore waste too much time in my in my opinion Going back to what I've got written on the board there, and I've said it multiple times here, is consume less and create more. Delete Instagram, man. Delete TikTok. I only go on those platforms to, to create, not to consume. And I know that that's kind of hard to say and hard to do, but to, to finish up and wrap up this episode as well, the most important skill that any of you guys watching and listening, and it's something that that's my main thing to work on right now, is your most important skill is focus outside of everything else the, your ability to focus on one task and to be able to do that again and again and again and again because like you said recording a podcast you might do the 50th episode and be like this is getting a bit long like this is just I'm just speaking to people over and over again and it's like yeah but the 102nd episode might be where spotify sees it and they're like yo this this video this guy's done 102 episodes and we want to sponsor this podcast i've seen it happen time and time and time and time again um and going into youtube like i uploaded 150 videos before my youtube channel got monetized um but if we're talking about youtube as a business like i said you're not doing it to for the adsense obviously that could be a byproduct of it but if you're using it as a business tool, it's completely separate as a creator. Um yeah, I mean I could speak for hours and hours, you know that like Aaron. So we, <laughs> might need, we might need a second episode, but to cut it off, um, yeah, you can go and join my newsletter. It'll be in the description. It's gonna be a five minute newsletter, I'll come to you once a week. And uh I'll see you guys there.
1: Yeah, perfect. And I'm also gonna link that the the link to the other um video that we we're <clears throat> we were talking about too yeah ollie man i really appreciate you man this was awesome everyone listening thank you very much um, for being a fan a subscriber please comment tell us your favorite takeaway or a question for us and uh much love everybody stay inspired